boxed, ready for Saturday morning's Greyhound Racing Wrap. Across Victoria, RSN 927 is talking greyhounds. Here's Simone Fisher. And good morning to you all on this Saturday, the 9th of February. It's a busy show this morning with the final of the Cranbourne Cup to be run tonight. I'll be joined by race caller Paul Hammond to look at the form. Also trainer Michelle Nolan, who has high tan engaged in the final. And with the Ballarat Footy Fanatics Night coming up next week, club manager Brett Jones will be telling us what he's planned on the night. What's making news around the kennels? Greyhounds were unfortunately in the news for all the wrong reasons again this week with the attack by a greyhound on a small child and I believe her mother also. I'm unsure of any other details other than what has been in the media but there was such a feeling of disbelief throughout both the racing and pet sectors as historically we know greyhounds don't attack humans and our thoughts are with the family. It's a really tragic case all around so let's hope the people involved make full recoveries and in the true spirit of greyhounds um, and the community that we have there has been some fundraising to help the family also so let's hope that it does um, provide some relief and help for them heading forwards. Although it's a week ago now last Saturday night was a big one for Jeff Britton up at Wentworth Park as he took out both the Futurity and Derby finals with Greyhounds Circle of Dreams and Axel Footloose. The Gippsland Carnival concludes tonight at Cranbourne with a terrific field assembled for the Cup. After running 0.01 outside of Pop the Cork's track record, Orson Allen is likely to start the favourite. We'll have more on that shortly with Paul Hammond. Rob Tester was on the ball at Ballarat on Wednesday night when a greyhound wearing not only the wrong rug jumped from the wrong box. It was evident during the race that there was a problem when suddenly a dog appeared with number three, the white rug, when there wasn't supposed to be a number three in the race. It should have been number four. And with so many cross-checks on race night, it really is hard to believe that an error like this occurred and was picked up by the caller. Consequently, it was called a no race. The Australian Cup Carnival kicks off next Saturday night at the Meadows, the theme this year being Born to Run. And I know you're all going to have the Bruce Springsteen song Born to Run in your head for the rest of the day now. It starts with three Group 1 Invitationals, the Temley, the Rookie Rebel and the Zoom Top, and the box draws for these races will be conducted tonight on the track. GRV have launched a new app, and it's fair to say is long overdue, but it looks great so far and has received some fantastic feedback over social media. No doubt there will be plenty of updates and more features added. You can search Watchdog in the App Store and look out for the Watchdog logo. Sandown are hosting another Adoption Day on Saturday, March the 2nd, between 1 and 3. It's always a great way to learn about the breed. I'm unsure how many greyhounds will be up for adoption, but registrations are, are required and info is on the GRV website. And these adoption days have proved to be so popular and the one that we had recently at the Seymour Kennels with over 110 greyhounds adopted. So no doubt this one will be just as successful. And finally, next Saturday night sees the Tasmanian Greyhound Awards and Launceston Cup dinner also. I'm thrilled to be heading to the Apple Isle to host the evening and the Launceston Cup heats are on on Monday night with a few Victorians scattered amongst them. Racing, Poke the Bear a little slow to begin. Neo Cleo got a good start. Poke the Bear's trying to drive up in the centre with Juice Royal. The first corner, Juice Royal from Neo Cleo, the outside and Poke the Bear. Then for the back came Ice Cool Caden, two or three to Cyril Figs. On the outside was Wears Woodley. Second last was Doust in Mud and last of all Sweet Sparkle down the back straight. Juice Royal, the leader, got away by four to Poke the Bear and 
then came Neo Cleo round the home corner. Juice Royal, the leader, poked the bear, works into second spot, is flying now on the inside, poked the bear. Poked the bear's got up from Wes Woodley's qualified And for joining me now on the line Royal on Talking Neo Greyhounds Cleo. is the race caller there, Paul Hammond, and Paul will be calling all the action tonight at the Cranbourne Cup. And Paul, what a terrific run from Poke the Bear. Yeah, he's a sensational dog, isn't he, Simone? And um, thanks for having me on the show. And uh, he was a ripping run. Um, he, he got a bit, bit of a check on the first corner, probably lost three to four lengths at least. And he wasn't the quickest time, but he was certainly a fabulous win. And he chased uh, his uh, normal uh, great tenacity. And I think that's his greatest asset. Yeah, it sure is. Now, Paul, we'll just take one step back before we look at this Cranbourne Cup field. You've got a real love for the track there, haven't you? Oh, I certainly have. Simone Cram is a very special place to me. I really love the place. The, the committee, the manager, Amanda Cameron, she's a wonderful lady and does a great job for the club. And, um, yeah, I used to call the qualies there probably 39 years ago. I started doing those when I was working in the bank at that time and just did the qualies once a month. So I've got a long affiliation with the club and it's uh, just it feels like home to me. Oh, that's good. And um, you'll be right at home tonight in the calling box. And this field, Paul... Um Lots of strength, lots of speed. Um, Orson Allen is likely to start the favourite after his almost track record win last week. But um, let's have a quick look at each of the runners. Um, where's Woodley? This greyhound, not a good beginner but and not well drawn according to the trainer, but uh, certainly can run home very well. Yeah, I think the, the draw is a problem. The lack of early pace and particularly on the first corner last week, he wanted to get quite wide. So I think he's 67 odd dollars on the, the bookies. Uh, so... I think he's, he's going to struggle, but you never know. His last section, he came, he stuck it out with both the pair, which was quite amazing last week, and he, he really hit the line powerfully. But I think with the pace on the outside and him drawing on the inside wanting to get off, I think he's got to be at a long price. So do you think that they, that may make it hard for Poke the Bear if he's trying to get off a bit and Poke the Bear can miss a start at times? He's racing in outstanding form. I mean, there's nothing more we can say about him that hasn't been said before, but perhaps he's got his work cut out from box two. Yeah, I think I think the, I actually feel he's, he's got the red poke to bear because I'm, I think he'll clearly beat Wes Woodley out of the boxes, and I think he's just going to drop onto the fence. So um, I think he's he's going to be very hard to beat. He's a pretty short price favourite for the big race tonight. And the Thompsons are hoping to win a Cranbourne Cup, a race that has eluded them for many years now. Number three, Orson Allen, now he, isn't he in terrific form as well? Almost a track record of five thirty three early. If he flies the lids like he did last week, he's going to be awfully hard to beat. He had box five in the heat, Simone, and got a very clean run early, which I I suspect he may not get as clean a run uh, tonight in the big race, but he did show some good pace, and if he's able to reproduce that, he's certainly going to be right in the firing line. Um, I'm just not convinced he's going to get the clear run that he did last week, but you can't deny the time he ran, and he's certainly got to be a huge chance to win tonight. Absolutely. Now, number four, High Tan. I'll be catching up with trainer Michelle Nolan shortly. Um, this greyhound is a high-speed chaser, a big rising class for her, but um, perhaps she may be a bit of a challenge for Orson Allen early. Well, I think there's only about a half a length between them to the first corner, so the early pace in the race looks to be from boxes three, four and five in particular. Um, so High Tan, you never know if it can find the front. Um, might battle on pretty well. I think it's a bit of a tough ask from box number four, but uh, nonetheless, it's a great feat for uh, the trainer to get it into the final, and it's been racing in superb form. So you never know, it's about a $26 chance uh, on the betting. 
has run a 5.03 recently at Sandown early, so probably will need to repeat something like that. Now, Huxley, another greyhound with plenty of pace, um, was in the final of the Hobart 1000 and uh, drawn box five. It has got early speed, so it may be able to get in front. Well, it's a similar case with uh, High Ten. It's who can cross them, and uh, I'm not sure that they can get across, actually, but when there when there's only about a length between the three of the greyhounds going to the first corner, something will have to give. So, mm. um, if Huxley can clear them like I can, we're, uh, you know, it's definitely got some sort of hope in the race. But I, I think they, they're awkwardly drawn, and uh, they might just struggle to get across. Now, number six, Blue Striker. It's a greyhound that I do like. Um, he hadn't had a start on a trial on the track prior to his start in the heat. So, the trainer Peter Akathiotis is. Expecting some improvement. He's not always the quickest away, but with a clear run, he's a very strong chaser. Yeah, he is. And Peter, I was chatting to him before the first race and the heats last week, and he did mention that he hadn't had a look at the track. So you would expect that he would improve. He ran around 29.98 in qualifying for the big race. So he's a very talented chaser, and Peter's certainly no stranger to training big race winners. He had the Giant and Master Giant winning some fabulous races many years ago. So he's a very uh, well-credentialed trainer, Pete, and I'm sure he'll have Blue Striker uh, ready to go tonight. He sure will. Now, number seven, Azkaban, wasn't this an outstanding run from this chaser? He's just a greyhound that's a little bit tardy early, can find a little bit bit of trouble throughout his races, but with a clear run, his was a top run. Well, he actually was sort of a stayer about six months ago, or 600-metre greyhound anyway, but he actually won the Victoria Cup last year, which is the feature race on the program as well. Um, so he won the feature of the staying race last year at Cranford on Cup Night, and here he is 12 months later running in the sprint <laughs> final. So that, that's an amazing effort in itself. So sure is. he's very strong, and uh, look, if he, if he can get around that first corner um, and posse up somewhere near them, he, he's going to be storming home. And number eight, sure to excite. Uh, this greyhound was a finalist in the Warrigal Cup. Doesn't always begin as well as he did in his heat. He, he actually jumped in front of the field um, but uh, not always the best of beginners. What chances do you give Shaw to excite? Well, I think Azkaban's probably not the quickest early, and with all that pace coming down from boxes three, four, and five, I actually think it's got a, a rough chance to get around the first corner and be right up there. And I thought it battled on very well in the heat, so I think it's got some chance at around twenty-three to one. Particularly, maybe if you're having a first four or a trifecta, I would definitely throw it in. There's plenty of value in this field, isn't there, Paul? Oh, certainly. Because of the fact that Poker Bears around a dollar eighty in Orson Allen, around about the two sixty mark, um, that obviously has a cramped uh, market at the, at the top end. So some of these greyhounds are going around at very big odds. It's a really good field. I would say this is probably the best cram and cup field they've had for many, many years. Who's your tip? Uh, well, I'm going for Poke the Bear because it's drawn the rails. His last section was phenomenal last week. I've got him coming home at about eight sixty five, which is just very rare. Um, he got checked the first corner. He loves the inside. I can't tip against him. Three Orson Allen's the second pick. Seven Azkaban. He'll be storming home, and I'm going to throw in short to excite as the roughie for, for the fourth spot. So my numbers in the big cup are two, three, seven, and eight. And this is Poke the Bear's 11th group race final. If he does happen to win, he'll take his earnings to well over $500,000. And I think he's just an exciting dog all round, and he's got this bit of a cult following with his name as well. He certainly has, and he is a tremendous chaser, $500,000. I remember 
when I first started calling the Shepparton Cup and those ones worth about $5,000 to the winner. So it's staggering to think that these greyhounds are racing for such a brilliant prize money and, uh, you know, deservedly so. They put a lot of effort into the trainers and owners buying these greyhounds and uh, $500,000, gee, almost buy a nice house, wouldn't it? <laughs> it sure would. It wouldn't go astray at our place, that's for sure. It might get some more paddocks and stables and things like that as well, but um, not a problem I have to worry about at the moment, Paul. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, <clears throat> excuse me, an outstanding field. Like we've mentioned, um, you will be calling all the action there tonight, and uh, really looking forward to it. So, thanks so much for joining us this morning on Talking Greyhounds. Thanks, Simone, and hope everyone gets to Cranmer tonight and has a fabulous night and. Uh May the best greyhound win in a clean run race. Racing, Dinah Chancer came out pretty well. High Tan, who's been inspected at odds, goes to the front. High Tan by two and a half. Azkaban clearly into second round the first corner and rails quite nicely. Then came Percy's Empire. Further back was Dinah Chancer. Well back was Blackjack Neo with Hunker Pupper and at the tail was Ashtar down the back. And Azkaban, the favourite, took over in the first heat of the cup. Only narrowly, though. High Tan's not done with and about three or four to Percy's Empire. Azkaban ahead in front. High Tan throwing it down, but as Azkaban. Azkaban wins the first heat. High Tan qualifies for second. Dinah Chance a third. Then came and joining Jack me now is the trainer of High Tan, Michelle Nolan. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning. How are you, Simone? I'm very well. How are the nerves? You've got a big night ahead of you, or a big day ahead of you. <laughs> Not too bad. Slept well. Wasn't expecting to, but yeah, we're ready to roll. Oh, very good. So, of course, High Tan through to the Cranbourne Cup final, and this is your biggest thrilling greyhound racing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. We haven't had one as special as this one, so... Yep, she's leading the way. How long have you been involved in greyhounds? Because you've had time in and out of the industry, haven't you? Yeah, look, we, we've been in greyhounds. My older son's 25, so roughly when he was a baby, we got involved. Um, we had a break when they were, he was probably maybe 10, 11, because when they're young, you just like to be able to get out and have a holiday and very restricted yes. to running greyhounds. So, yeah, we had that break to be able to give them the time they needed. And then... Um, here we are again, you know, um, three years later. And how did you come to get High Tan? Is she a greyhound that you bred or you purchased? Yeah, yeah. We, we were involved with um, Peter and Nat Pesudo. Um, we've been very good friends. We got involved with them when the kids were young and um, had the break but kept in touch. So we've been really good friends. And the boys actually bought the property out here in Devon Meadows together, the two older boys. Right. And it's actually only two doors down from Pete. So it was just natural that we... Um, Thought, let's breed a litter and see how we go. Oh, well, you're going very well. And High Tan, she jumps from box four tonight, but her heat win last week, or not win, I should say, her placing behind Azkaban, it was an outstanding run. It, yeah. yeah, she, um, it's her box manners and box speed that, that help her out. So to run to that calibre of dog and sit with him for so long, we, we were really excited. I bet you were. So tonight in the final, she's a very reliable beginner and um, looks like she will be one of the leaders, but there's some pace around her as well. So it, you just hope that yeah. um, something's got to give somewhere, but you just hope that she's um, enough in front. Yes, yeah. You've got speed in, you know, three, four, five. So, yeah, it's that first bend. So it's all what happens up to that first bend and you hope they all get around safely. She's had a couple of start, four starts now at Cranbourne. She's had the two placings, yet to crack a win there. But um, given her early sectionals at some of the tracks and a really fast 5.03 at Sandown recently, um, if she's sitting in front, uh, what time do you think she could run, Michelle? I think what she ran last week was above what we were expecting anyhow. So I think she's around that 30 dead mark. 
Um, hopefully she can go a little bit better because that's, that's what she's doing at the moment. What we're seeing, we didn't even know. So as we've stepped her up in quality of greyhound, she stepped up as well. So who knows what she's capable of. <laughs> well, running around 30 dead at Cranbourne on any given occasion is always classed as a very good run. So um, like maybe she's just hitting, you know, putting it all together in, like you mentioned, yep. sometimes with better cl- a better class of dogs, it does um, bring out the best in them. Yeah, I, I believe that's the case with her because, yeah, because we've done that, um, tried to protect her, place her well, you know, run her through her grade, she hasn't had to step up and she stepped up really quickly. Like, you know, only a couple of weeks back we're going, oh, my God, we can't beat that dog in town. And <laughs> there she goes. Like, you know, so who knows? Like, it's all on her and as long as she gets around safely, we're happy. Oh, absolutely. Now, it is a step up in class for her again, so it is the next challenge, but Given that she probably will start decent odds, does it take the pressure off you? Can you just enjoy all this instead of worrying yeah. about what may or may not happen? Yeah, look, there's been no pressure. Even like last week, going into tonight, like there is no pressure because we know she's honest. We know she gives us 100% and we just enjoy racing her. Like, Oh, well, she is you what would. She is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think anyone would enjoy racing her. And how's yeah. the preparation been throughout the week? Did she recover well from a heat run? And, yeah, she uh, recovered really well. We, we always get a, we've got an ongoing appointment with the vet on a Monday. She pulled up beautiful. <laughs> and we've just done the same routine we do any other week. So she knows her routine. She does what she wants to do, and that's about it. Oh, well, you can't ask for much more than that. But uh, like you mentioned, she just always gives 100%. She's had 46 starts now. 16 wins and 19 placings. I mean, any greyhound that um, has a strike rate like that, you'd be pretty happy with it. And going into the Cranbourne Cup, um, yeah, like we've mentioned before, it must just be a big thrill, the whole the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Look, the whole family's excited because, you know, this is what you do it for. To, you know, we're only a really small team. Like, we've got... She's our only race dog, like... Right. We've got, <laughs> <laughs> we've got four pups sitting here, like, ready to come through. But, yeah, she's the only race dog racing. So, you know... We're just riding with her. Oh, she's a bit of a pin-up girl in the kennels, no doubt. Well, Michelle, look, yeah. wishing you all the very best of luck tonight. Um, Thank you. Look, I'd love to have a runner in the Cranbourne Cup, but um, you're living the dream, so I hope everything goes really well for you and hope she does you proud. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Simone. She, she's an absolute little champ, so good for her and hope she runs at least a place tonight would be lovely. Oh, good luck. <laughs> thank you. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. And joining me now on Talking Greyhounds is Brett Jones, who is the manager at the Ballarat Greyhound Racing Club. And next Saturday night, they have a footy fanatics night. And Brett, good morning. Good morning, Simone. How are you? I'm very well. And you've got a a big night planned next Saturday night, um, the footy fanatics. So I'll let you talk us through it. Uh, huge uh, night plan. We've got the Collingwood guys with uh, Dane Swan, Dane Beams and Steel Sidebottom um, uh, leading a footy fanatic show. So there'll be a trivia-based trivia, trivia based event as well. Uh, it's run by uh, footy fanatics. Right. So it's an AFL-based uh, footy panel show. So we've got tickets starting from $65 um, uh, for, the, for the basic package and then we've also got tickets up to $125 for meet and greet with the players and so forth. Well, I have met Steel Sidebottom before. I actually interviewed him a, a number of years ago at the Shepherd and Greyhounds and um, he was quite excited to be there. So have you had a chance to speak to the boys and um, see what their thoughts are? They're pretty keen. I agree with uh, you about Steel, but Dane Swan's a very much a Greyhound enthusiast as well. So, yeah, looking forward to those guys presenting the Cup. Um, 
for the our feature races that evening. Of course, Dane's been at the Gippsland Carnival, hasn't he? So he'll be um, all over it. That's right. That's right. So with the night, um, is it sort of a bit of a panel as well where people are able to ask the guys questions or how's it sort of going to play out? Is it more than That's just right. a trivia? Uh, yeah, there'll be trivia towards the end, but also uh, it's very much a panel-based type show with interactive show. Um, so, yeah, as they, as they say, live, raw and interactive experience. Have you had a lot of interest? Um, I imagine you would have. Yeah, we've got um, tickets. Uh, the, the top end tickets are selling really quickly. Um, people want to meet and greet the players. Um, and we've had a real uh, surge in, in the, the other tickets as well in the last uh, sort of 10 days. So if you want to get uh, a ticket to the event, jump on the website, ballarat.grv.org.au, and um, book your tickets. Oh, it sounds like it's going to be a great night. I mean, it's going to be a huge night of racing next Saturday night um, with the Meadows, the three group ones there as well. So there'll be plenty of racing all around. And you've got a good race program with the Western Districts Derby Final and also the Lil Oaks Dickie. Oh, sorry, Lil Dickie Oaks. <laughs> um, That's right. Yeah, That's she was a wonderful woman, Lil Dickie. I, I remember her fondly. Um, she was a, a regular there. But can you just tell us about these two finals and what they're worth? Uh, the two finals, the Lil Dicky Oaks, uh, the winner fifteen thousand, and the Western District Derby twenty thousand. So certainly uh, a great prize money on offer there for the winners. There sure is, uh, and a Saturday night as well. That must be exciting for you. Normally it's a Wednesday night and Monday afternoon at Ballarat, but Saturday night people are out and about in the town looking for something to do. Um, head to the Greyhounds. That's exactly that's right. We're trying to engage with the local community, and we figure with the Collingwood event coinciding with the race night um, couldn't give us a better opportunity to do that. Yeah, no, it sounds great. And was it, it was last year, um, or cup night, was it the Melbourne? You had a Melbourne-themed um, night and did, it might not have been cup night. My memory's not going too well. But we, did, we, did have yeah. a, we did have a Melbourne night uh, last year, which was great. Um, but yeah, the, Collingwood, the Collingwood night this year, um, we've had some, um, a lot of interest in what, what colours the dogs will be wearing. Oh, right. A- a- anything but black and... Or anything... Uh, it can be as long as it's black and white. <laughs> well, perhaps you could get a, a black and white dog race happening. They've got either got to be black or, or black and white or white. That would be interesting. That's, a, that's, that's what we're trying to do, and we had a lot of interest in that. Yeah. I look forward to the, to the evening. Yeah, that sounds like lots of fun. It sounds like a great evening. I won't be able to attend. I'll actually be down in Launceston hosting their awards night, but... Um, like I mentioned, plenty of great racing around the country next Saturday night. And Brett, um, good luck with it all. I'm sure there are plenty of football fanatics who would love to be at the football fanatics night. <laughs> it's a bit of a tongue twister, isn't it? It is. It's taken me a few times to get it right, trust me. <laughs> but anyway, great to have you on the show this morning. And anyone that is after more information, of course, the jump on the GRV website or the Ballarat Greyhounds website as well. Thanks, Simone. Good on you. It's the expert pick, Simone's Run of the Week. Racing, Orson Allen came out with them in the centre. It's going straight to the lead, the hot favourite Orson Allen. By two lengths, short to excite round the first corner. Going up on the outside was Morris Miner. Then in fourth spot was Oren Say. Then came Destini Cavalier, Wolfie's Girl and Roger Express down the back. And it's Orson Allen doing it boldly, about six in front of short to excite. Then Morris Miner trying to qualify. He's getting up on the outside and then Destini Cavalier, but around the corner, it's all Orson Allen. And it's going to be an awesome win in the heat. Orson Allen wins by five. Short excite ran a good race. We don't race see times like twenty nine sixty at Cranbourne very often, and it was only point oh one outside of pop the corks record, but it was an outstanding run. 
by Orson Allen in a heat of the cup and he will start favourite um, in the cup tonight. Last week's dog to follow, Typhoon Tessie, won again at Shepparton on Thursday night over the 390, running a 22.06. And my dog to follow this week is Flynn, who has now had six starts for five wins and one placing. He broke the track record at Bendigo last week over the 425 metres after a spell of eight weeks. So that was first up, and then he went on to win at Ballarat on Wednesday night in 25.05, which was best of the night. My best bet tonight is race eight, number one at Cranbourne. Neo Cleo is in a Damsel's Dash final and uh, better off with an inside box. She's come up with the red. And plenty coming up in the world of Greyhound Racing again this week with the Cranbourne Cup tonight, Launceston Cup Heats Monday night and the three group ones at the Meadows next Saturday night. It's been a big and busy show, but like we always say here on Talking Greyhounds, you keep those tails wagging.